Okay, alright. Well, uh, let me explain about this episode. <laughs> really, I was just trying to go from the feeling of annoyance that somebody texted me, hi, and nothing else. I was like, what is going on? How do I understand them? How 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 do I help other people make sense of this? How do we not, you know, explode at each other or like <laughs> like start start making uh, terrible mean accusations about one another just because our communication styles are markedly different and, you know, I think I have reached some sort of understanding already in me, but I don't know if the communication in this podcast was clear. Uh, and I've like in the making, <laughs> you will hear me come to terms. Terms, not really. Come to the realization that me trying to trying to communicate the difference between synchronous communication and asynchronous communication via only an asynchronous medium that purports to sound like synchronous uh, communication is. I don't know. It's uh, it's confusing. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you can skip this one, I guess. <laughs> here's, yeah, here's the episode. I'm sorry. I apologize for everything. Four. Hello, friends. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and friends and NBs and gentle thems and everybody in between. Um, I'm also giving a shout out to all of the genders that are not yet invented. Um, you know, maybe there'll be more of it. Or really, I don't look forward to having too many genders. I, I really want there to be zero genders. It's kind of annoying. I, I imagine it's like how weird it is that we have to state our race. In the government forms, don't you think that's weird? It should be weird. It doesn't really apply to anything like what a person's race. Like when you, you don't think about it seriously. Like when you fill out a form for the for like a government thing that asks you what your race is, isn't that weird? Like how does this help them serve you better? <laughs> it it shouldn't. Um, and what they never ask you kind of is how much you make, which which would help. Immensely, and would change how they should, you know, uh, help you out if they are a state power. Um, and especially because race is so difficult to pin down. There's a whole podcast about how to Malay. Like, what is what is being Malay? You know, it's very difficult, and we're never gonna run out of things to talk about uh, because, you know, racism by itself is like absurd. We need to get out of that. No, no more race. No more genders. Just names. And then, you know, that, just that. Also, names, while we're on the topic of names, right? Did y'all know that, I mean, you know this. I don't have to ask this question. You know this, that it is so deeply, deeply weird that in Malaysia, of all places, they still ask your first name and your surname. Don't, what is this? Like, just, just write, just put name. Because not everybody has a last name, first of all. It's complicated. Like, is your name, is the bin part of it? Technically, the bin, if you're Malay, somebody, somebody bin somebody, right? Bin just means son of. Binti means daughter of, right? So, when you write that, 
Is the bin Do you include the bin As part of your last name Or no How The anak lelaki Is that part of your last name Or no No And then with Chinese names The surname is your last Or first What's going on We should assume People have names uh, That are, have both First name and last name Especially here in Malaysia The fuck is this Stupid Lazy Okay alright Let's not hate on the You know Systems we can't change Too harshly Too early in the episode <laughs> Uh, leave that for how to Malay when I'm feeling not great. Um, I apologize for Kamarul because sometimes he doesn't get the best versions of me. Um, I barely do. Imagine how I feel. I'm in this brain. Anyway, what was I talking about? Nothing. I was just introducing y'all to the episode. Hello, welcome to the episode of the Mental Pacha Podcast. Welcome to the Mental Pacha Podcast, the podcast about the secret meaning of things and the daily confusion of being a person. Um, I, th- I think that's what I'm gonna call it from now on. Yeah. Okay. Tell that to future moves. Let him do that. Let him take care of it. All right. Uh, as per what is now going to be hopefully the usual, I'm gonna take this topic and then break it down and 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 talk at length about it. This time it is particularly textual communication, communication via text, and how weird it is, and how it is confusing. Like, okay, so. Let's talk about maybe um something like a like a recent ish term. Uh, ghosting is a thing people do and is confusing. Uh, vague booking is something people do and I I don't know man is this maybe I shouldn't start there. Let's just start at how we used to communicate as people. Let's let's go over there. Let's go straight from zero. Used to be talking. I think even before talking, there's another way to communicate, which is, you know, by your actions. Somebody pulls you into their space and then gives you food. That's like, oh, okay, they're welcoming me. They're being nice. Somebody punches you, you know, you probably did something. <laughs> Or they're communicating their displeasure. Um, and then we were like, you know, this moving things burns too many calories. Let's Let's cut it down. Let's just talk. Let's use words. Let's make noise with our mouth, make different phonemes, and then every civilization had the same idea, but independently. So we form different languages. Um, that happened. So talking and then writing was also an analogy that we invented. Writing down um, was a pretty radical invention, the writing system, because. For once, you are able to now refer to a thing and then have a person look at it and then you understand a whole different thing. Meaning, you know, you're not going, come eat because the person has food in their hand and then they go, oh, right, cool. And they're putting, you know, connecting dots together that way. But now you can like, you know, write concepts like no smoking. You can write that without the icon. Okay, let's not. We'll talk about icons later. Um, but you can just write, you know, restaurant and people come in, they look at a thing and they go, oh, okay, cool. Because looking at symbols and then understanding things is pretty, and by symbols, I mean letters. Looking at letters and then understanding things and like picturing what is supposed to happen in your head is pretty, is a pretty awesome technology. Like it should bring awe uh, because animals not figured it out. They couldn't do it. They'll not in their capacity or they don't care to do it or they just 
not in their wheelhouse. Meanwhile, humans are like, bro, this, this is a circle. But it also means, oh. And that is some ex- excellent innovation. So when writing first came out and then people were writing stuff down, there was, there is, <laughs> I imagine, and I'm sure I can pull it up somewhere. There is this, um, this Twitter user, I forgot the person's name. Um, he's a historian kind of person and he loves to uh, take sentiment. Like people will talk about something and, 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 and let's say feminization of men, right? They say, oh, men nowadays are less like men. He'll take this thought and then he'll go back like in time through like printed publications to show uh, that this thought is not new. Every time we progress, like every decade, somebody was like, oh, people are becoming more like, men are becoming more like women. So these talking points that you think is innovative, it's actually has been happening for such a long time because, you know, the cyclical thingy of like, maybe there's a pattern of, of, of a rejecting newness by leaning onto what feels familiar. This is this is uh, also low-key, like, I mean, this is a tangent, but I got into random some insight, which is, Super, super, like interesting and helpful to me. Nostalgia is uh is a very easy gateway to like fascism. And why? Because uh nostalgia is really safety in the memory, and your memory isn't real. Your memory is just how you last remember it. You think things were better when you were a kid because you were a kid. The reason things suck now because when you are trying to enjoy stuff now as an adult. Um, if my uh, audience analytics is correct, you're in your 20s or early 30s. Um, uh, then if you are trying to enjoy media now, you have to also think about your rent, think about your family, think about your ambition, think about the money you're spending. Meanwhile, when you were enjoying media when you were a kid, it's a treat. It's a fun time. Your parents insist on you watching TV because they want to have sex in a different room and you didn't know that that's why why they wanted you to enjoy yourself so much. <laughs> I'm reminded of this one time. This is a very strong memory of mine. I, uh, me and my parents, when we were still living in my grandparents' house, my grandpa's house, uh, which he built with his hands. I don't know if he built it with his hands, but he paid for it with carpenter money. Uh, him being a carpenter. Anyway, the house is big enough for like three, four families. So one of the families was our little family. Me, I only it was only me. I don't think my sister was was there yet. She may have been nonverbal. So I remember going to the Pasar Malam. It was Malam. And I bought this toy. It was a toy gun. And it made a lot of cool noises. And I liked making the noises. And it was annoying, but I liked making it. And I would just press it. Because the, the lights would come out and it looks cool. So um, And then they, my parents bought that. And then they brought me home. And then I remember not being yelled at for like playing with it. And my parents just be like quiet and doesn't give a shit. Like they're not usually when uh, in other situations when I'm too loud, they're like shut up. Logical, right? But in this particular situation, I was just squeezing it, making cool shadows and lights all night long from like from the time we came back from the pasar, which is probably like eight something at Tisha, and then I was just squeezing it. Until the battery died, which was a long time. I remember it was like, wow, that was exhilarating. I killed all those imaginary aliens. It was incredible. And then nobody said anything. It was like, oh, this is very quiet. I guess today is the day where they're like, yeah, must you learn how to fight aliens. 
with this gun. Maybe he'll be a cool soldier and then we're gonna let him learn and, you know, figure out his mistakes and whatever. What I realized now is that they did that so that it was loud and then whatever they were doing in their room <laughs> will not be heard by the neighbors. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, of course. Duh. Alright, what was I talking about? Communication? Uh, phones? No. Talking. Oh man, this is this is why I need a partner who talks to me so that they can like remember what the, what the hell I was talking about, um, so I don't get distracted by my own fucking whimsy. The technology of language, right? Like, uh, people use language to communicate. Okay, cool, right? So it was such an innovation, right? Thing that that um oh yeah the Twitter guy. So he's saying that what nostalgia? Yes, nostalgia is fascism. Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm back on track. So nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia is a gateway for fascism because nostalgia is your memory, right? You, uh, and the memory is not real. They are the, you, the things that, that you experienced when you were younger feels better because you are remembering them as you remember them, which means it was better because you yourself were 12 years old. So why is feminization something that is, uh, also stupid and like not progressive? Because you lean on masculinity. Masculinity doesn't mean anything. So when the guy tweet, uh, tweets this um, uh, publication thing from 70s, 60s, uh, uh, 50s, 30s, all of the all of the same people nowadays and nowadays changes can. So like nowadays, in the 60s, somebody was like, nowadays people, men are not becoming men anymore. They work in offices. Uh, and then before that, oh, nowadays men aren't men anymore. They are working jobs like being a, a a printer, being a painter instead of all hard backbreaking labor work like doing working with rocks and banging people's heads. So this this conversation has been going on ever since people were able to talk. So I, I mentioned this because um, the tech of writing things down it feels very funny to me. It feels like somebody complaining about the iPad because at the time people uh, people were saying if rewriting becomes commonplace. At the time, it wasn't, but it was just invented. If writing becomes commonplace, people will not remember things anymore. That was their argument. They will just write things down, and then people will stop pursuing new thoughts, and <laughs> and then just become lazy. The opposite happened, kind of. I mean, sure, yes, that also happened. But the opposite also happened, meaning the, the, the benefit of, of writing down is we have information now accessible very easily. Of course, now it's like, Loki too easily people can just invent their own information and they think they know things anyway um, so yeah I mentioned this uh, uh, because that is what happened when it, when writing was first, first invented people were like oh fuck um, uh, so the thing about writing things down also this is a thing that people have now right now which is back when writing was first invented it was uh, this technology was sequestered and only available uh, to scribes historians people who follow leaders like the king has a scribe but you yourself you don't have a blog quote quote you know what i mean you're a peasant you don't know how to read shit genuinely in some places in the world the noble the the nobility can speak french and the peasants just speak germanic ugly english and it was like a like a gulf of understanding completely they remove the ability to understand the kingly language but then the king will be like well now the rule is i get to take all your money and the peasants like i didn't know that well we wrote it in the book ah shit and that is the thing that um that has happened because of the technology of writing now that is the history that's like deep embedded in like 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 the, the psyche of people but also reinforced because of media institutions meaning 
the 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 technology from then grew into this idea of that when you write something down it is now canonified meaning canonized meaning i spent a lot of time thinking about this i'm going to write it down and this is now published i'm putting it to paper i'm committing it to paper which is another tech where you're like you're not just writing it on a piece of uh, 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 animal pelt which you'll then throw into the ocean or eat when you're hungry uh, now it's like it's on paper now it's, it, it's, it has an ISBN number you can look it up people can refer to it this is now information that's very important for people to know so the earliest forms of writings are like laws um, I think the Hammurabi when you thingy was like one of the first recorded uh, or like still intact evidence of writing was somebody uh, putting down the rules for taxation because they're like come on my money so, so we were like money we gotta write down this money thing bro I'm going broke <clears throat> just as just as usual the first you know people who invent the technology will find a way to monetize it um, anyway what's I talking about yeah okay so these became uh, canonized and became important rules right writing and so because of that when you see writing there is this much um uh pull or like ancestral want to be reverent to the text meaning if you see a sign you gotta obey it or like the sign must make sense meaning you can't just write something somewhere you really can't do that like in in in, in real life this there's a state law if you put up a sign that points to somewhere that's wrong uh, you can't even even you can't even do actually you can't even point to a sign that says something is right if you put a sign that's exactly the same font, the same green background as, you know, uh, uh, go here to go to Putrajaya. But you put that and you write your house, put your address. That's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. You can't even write things randomly out in the streets because people will listen to or will read it and use it for direction and will fuck up their day. And so that is the, re- the kind of reference we have towards text, right? And writing. So... Why is it that this makes our communication via text weird is because uh, of that, I think, partly. There's a reverence to text that we have that makes our news a little fucky. I'm going to talk about this news a little bit and then go to interpersonal communication because that wasn't what I planned to talk about. (laughs) So, (laughs) why? You have seen, maybe, like, how... Story headlines that go Netizens amazed at blah 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 Or this person disagrees with their teacher about thing And then it's a screenshot And a lot of the news is about screenshots and stuff And you've seen this And you have shared it with your friends And you have said Isn't this weird that this is news? Yeah well you know The clickbait uh, 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 toxic, The toxic clickbait ideology Which is we need to print news that people will click on Is why uh, that is news. The reason you share it and tell people it's not news. That's why it's news. The reason you share dumb news is why dumb news exists, right? We know that already. I don't, don't want to really talk about that. But the reason people are so much um, angry at tweets is because it's written down. And you see somebody, much um, a, a nobody, 80 followers talk about how, you know, they enjoy domestic abuse or whatever insane thing that they're saying and people dunking on them people with five digit followers dunking on them and like go no you shouldn't then news news portals pick it up and then people talk about it in like mass media the fuck is this it's dumb but this is because we have a reverence to word text text 
that people when people say something dumb, the text looks exactly the same as people saying, "Hey, uh, to Putrajaya is this way." It's the same text. You get what I mean? This is why we feel <laughs> there's a whole other dimension of emotion that that is that is uh felt when something is written down versus something is merely spoken. If I say something dumb on a podcast, almost nothing 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 is gonna happen to me. I say some heinous stuff in How to Malay. In the deep old episodes of this very podcast, I say some very sus things. Things I could probably go to jail for. Uh but it's not gonna be anywhere and then and, and nothing's gonna happen to me because uh um <laughs> or rather I'm very confident that it's not gonna happen to me because it is in audio form and it's not written down. This is more ephemeral. There's a there's an idea that is more fleeting and therefore, you know, it's not it's not real. But the moment I write things down and put it somewhere, it's like, oh no, you gotta delete that. Why did you write that? Meanwhile, words you don't have to delete. You can just say, and then it just you know it is the shortest Snapchat, you know, story decay ever. You say a word, and depends on how long you remember it. That's how long it stays. So yeah, that's why I think people are uh, 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 people. That's that is part of the the power that words have when you write th- when you write them down. Now, um, why does this make communication uh, via text odd? The etiquette for communication difficult because in person when you talk, there is that understanding that talk is talk. You know, there's the adages and proverbs that talk is cheap. You know, uh, uh, um, you can talk a lot and say nothing. You know, these kind of things. Uh, because words do disappear and some of the stuff might stick in your head some don't and you have to also you know um, um, yes it's true that some words stick better in your head than others but by and large if you listen to a lot of uh, communication um, via uh, verbally in person it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to retrieve it verbatim you're only going to remember how it makes you feel or vaguely what the instruction is. You're going to miss out. This is why instructions are always codified in text so that you can refer to it because you're going to fuck up. But uh, if somebody gives you verbal instructions, you can always fuck up because it's verbal. There's an understanding that verbal communication is not black and white. It's not necessarily binding or whatever, whatever. I'm not a lawyer, but you know what I mean? So because like uh, uh, verbal, there's a different... I think because there's a different... Much like agreement with verbal communication uh, versus communication over text because there is this idea of synchronicity. So, like when somebody talks to you in person, it is there's there's a different set of etiquette rules than when somebody talks to you via text correspondence. So, like if I talk to you in person, I would say hi, and then I will do a facial expression. That is welcoming or inviting. And then if you don't respond, you don't look at me or you don't say anything. I'm like, all right, that's the end of the conversation. But if I write high, it's asynchronous because you can read it, but you can choose not to. I can't. I cannot know if you're going to ever read it. So I need to not just say hi. I need, to, I need to also put the requests, the salutations, the everything in that textual communication and go. This is why, uh, this is why we're taught how to write a letter. Because in a, in a letter, you don't get to see person's face. You don't get to respond in time. You can't change your words as the words are being exchanged. And then you need to write all your stuff in a polite way, welcoming way. And then people also, you need to also learn how to receive a letter and read it in a way that makes sense. Uh, and because, because asynchronous communication, which is communication that's not happening uh, at the same time, simultaneously, meaning 
there's like lag time between messages that, that has a different mode of etiquette than than actual face-to-face communication so this is what happens like when you're having a phone call and when you're talking to uh, somebody face-to-face synchronous communication is happening asynchronous is when you're sending letters and sending texts and sending messages now when you're doing synchronous communication the etiquette is you gotta you have your tone how you present yourself what you look like um, what kind of voice you're using what kind of voice you're using uh, <laughs> the, the body language and the context like the environment in which you are talking these are all these all uh, play a part in how it's gonna be interpreted and how you can absorb the information uh, and this is you have to learn the etiquette of, of, of face-to-face stuff context dependent and you have to really be on your feet and really sort of figure out what kind of social dynamics are you allowed to like in, in what social in what way interaction can be perceived as good or bad or like helpful or unhelpful uh what do i mean when i say this when you talk to a person face to face you have to know what is the power status are you a visitor uh are they the visitor um so you have to be more polite or less polite you know there's there's value in doing both you have to be more informal to somebody you are more intimate with so that you know you're not putting distance but you have to put distance and be more polite to somebody you don't know because you don't know what the status is between you two right all these things and these are all stuff you have to uh you have to sort of figure out in the moment and that is also the same with uh phone calls and by in the moment i mean you get the advantage of every single time you make a decision in your communication your voice your word choice your body language you get to see the other person's reaction and from their reaction you get to then further make decisions so people who like synchronous communication are people who like to be really active in their communication meaning they are okay with like failing a lot and they are okay with um, a building rapport by talking instead of like going direct to the straight to the point and they are very cool with how they sound their voice they're okay with difficulty listening to other people they're all right with asking a lot of questions even though they're not related to what they want and that is you know the the virtue and the pros of communicating um uh in a synchronous way phone calls face to face and the etiquette for talking face to face, like like I mentioned, is different depending on the context, right? And all of this context you need to know a little bit beforehand, but a lot of it you have you get to learn right there. And also the benefit is, secondary communication can end very fast, so you can have a request, get a request denied, and then you say goodbye, and then you go home and cry, very easy, very quick. Um, uh, so now. It is also very quick to disappear, right? It's, it's, it's ephemeral. So it's the, the, the risk is that maybe nothing is retained. You can have a full conversation with somebody and completely forget about it in, uh, in face-to-face and in phone calls. That happens. Now, the etiquette for that is context-dependent. And then the etiquette for that can be like, uh, learn or practice in the moment. And people are generally more forgiving with face-to-face stuff. Here's how forgiving people are with face-to-face things. I remember uh, buying a new umbrella and then bringing it to work. And then my work used to be at the Manara Bangsar. Manara UA Bangsar. The Bangsar IRT and it drops right to that building. That building used to be where I worked. And during lunch, a lot of people walked through the doors and I was swinging my umbrella too high. 
I was swinging almost 90 degrees and then I hit a lady in the face. And she was like, ow, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, sorry, but we both walking different directions. And then we just kept walking. That's it. That's all that happened. Have I permanently scarred injured her face? I don't know. Um, does she remember my face? Probably. But there's no way to know. But yeah, I almost forgot about that until right now. And hopefully she also forgot about it because that that was so fast and literally nobody else in the vicinity was there to like say anything or like point anything out partly because of the social contract of everybody should be staying out of other people's business. But also the idea of, hey, wait a minute. that Oh, that's done. That's done. Nobody can go, hey, did you see just now this guy hit this girl with an umbrella? Really? Where? Nothing happened. People kept walking. So done. That's how short verbal, uh, sorry, synchronous communication is. So that the idea of that etiquette is different. Now, going to asynchronous, the etiquette is even more uh, like difficult kind of to manage in some ways. No, not more difficult, more fragmented. Because there's formal letters, there's formal emails, there's IRC, there's emoji use, there's voice notes, mixed media, and animated GIFs. And none of them, like the more recent ones, have not been codified to be formal communication. Meaning... If you use WhatsApp for work, there's no way to know if this is a if if the communication is formal or not because there's no codified way to communicate with somebody formally via WhatsApp, and so everybody just it goes crazy, and you might get upset at people who don't reply when they're supposed to because there's no quote unquote supposed to in the synchronous communication. You there's no way for you to get upset because you can't ghost somebody. You can, I guess, but it will be immediately rude and the consequences will be obvious. But in text, you can immediately just go somebody and it can be perfectly reasonable. You could be shot in the face, your connection could just die and then you never receive the text. And it's fully makes sense for like weird communication to happen. But you have to allow for that. You have to have the patience for it. So I think this is why etiquette in like texting... This message is exclusively for the people who support this podcast over at Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon supporter, just just ignore this, okay? Alright, cool. Hey yo, Patreon people, what's up? I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, I do love that this club is very exclusive. You know what I mean? It's only the cool people here. I love that. Of course, there's a bunch of like videos and extra content and like behind the scenes stuff here also in the paywall but really what i like is that only the cool people are here you know what i mean you guys you people who support the podcast from as low as five ringgit a month over at patreon.com slash pinball monkeys here's the thing that i want to tell you specifically though you know that secret thing that i was gonna work on on patreon that we have to keep secret from the regular people just don't tell them about it yet okay you're on patreon you'll know I mean, we've been discussing and we're working on stuff. You know, I show you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And, you know, it's all special and exclusive. So don't tell the regular listeners that that happens. Because then they'll get jealous and get weirded out. You know what I mean? Just keep it between the people in Patreon, you know? And I really like and I really appreciate that y'all are super supportive. And and continue to contribute to the creative output. So that's a big deal for me. 
just a big thank you to y'all but also a little shh don't tell don't tell the regulars about this you know what i mean just keep it a secret okay aisha natra sarah faza arina ayman amanda anwa nighanis daniel alia sabrina mayamin safri shafiq zanbali nick dorville farid ilesa Fairuz, siti fatima and lukman just don't tell the regulars that this is where the cool people hang out okay so yeah just keep it in patreon.com slash monkeys and then once we finish the secret project then we can give it to the regular people okay yeah that's all i want to say okay thanks all right uh now now we're back we're back to a regular message that is for everybody hey hello listener yeah no it's just me talking to some of my friends anyway uh let's get back to whatever moses is talking about i wonder what bullshit he has to say this week (sighs) okay we're like half an hour in was that does that make sense the whole thing i was talking about is this are you guys still following in a way that make that is like helpful for you i don't fucking know (laughs) this is the risk of me having a podcast with nobody to listen to because i've been talking about this for yeah for for almost half an hour and um i'm not sure if uh this is entertaining or useful anyway this is why etiquette in asynchronous communication (laughs) is difficult (laughs) i just realized podcasting is asynchronous because i'm recording this whole full thing and then putting it out but i'm doing it verbally which means there is a simulation of synchronous communication. And that is why this is fucky. I don't know if you already turned this off. And I can't know until I publish this. Anyway. So, if you if you feel weird about somebody uh, communicating asynchronously, um, uh, then this is why. People want to take the etiquette of talking to face-to-face into async and it doesn't work. Or people try to... Uh, use the etiquette of a different format into into this one and you're like uh, you're confused and also there's no canonized way of like uh, uh, of, 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 of communicating asynchronously especially via whatsapp telegram all these uh, all these uh, sort of online only communications there's no codified canonized way of of communicating with etiquette like email etiquette there is one but it's also like fast and loose kind of and that took us what decades for somebody to to sort of go hey hey all right you need a salutations you need a goodbye and then you know make it clear whatever don't put signatures all this don't put long signatures or whatever all this all this stuff is still kind of vague and loose and so if you're annoyed at least maybe this helps you understand people from for uh people who are on the other side of it they're not they don't mean to be miscommunicative i think i think people who ghost is just that not 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 just ghosting but like the idea the another way of like miscommunication in in text is also like people who send you a message like hi and then they don't follow up because they want you to say hi back because they want you to be there and sort of simulate something synchronous. Because WhatsApp, you can kind of have a conversation right there live, but you can't really. That's not the agreement. You know what I mean? It's text-based. And it is message-based. And you have to allow for the distance and the disconnectivity potential or like tech issues to happen. And you can't be upset at another person not replying to your text message fast because text is asynchronous the only time you can be upset at somebody not replying to you is if they are right in your face or or 
Even not even on the phone. I was gonna say on the phone, but like on the phone, if somebody doesn't reply to you immediately, they might be dead, and that's fine. On the phone, might fuck up, and it's not up to you know. You can't only face to face. If somebody doesn't reply to you, and they can give you reason, and then they walk away, then you can be upset. But in any other uh, way of communication, you have to allow for like the wonkiness of the of, of of technology and the distance of asynchronous communication to make your conversation or the correspondence or correspondence you're trying to have be a little fucky, guys. Is this working? Do you enjoy this episode? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if this is helpful. <laughs> I'm like so deep into this conversation. Conversation. It's not a conversation. This like exploration of like text. There's so many tangents I feel like I'm, I, I'm distracting myself with. And I don't know if this is useful now. And I'm like, is this even insightful? I, I have no idea. Well, okay. Just so I, I feel like this episode is fine, I'm going to end with some... Um, some tips if you are communicating with somebody that's not face to face you have to f- front load all of your requests all your salutations up front just do that um, and if somebody goes to you you know just let it be that means they're not gonna deal with you that's just what that means um, conversely don't go to people if you can if you can avoid it because that's that is um, that's rude uh but if other people go to you, you have to allow for the most kindest interpretation on their part. What else? If you are in synchronous communication, don't don't communicate like it's async. And if you're asynchronous, don't communicate like it's synchronous. Um, you need the etiquette is context dependent and it's really up to what happens. So be the most polite as you can in asynchronous communications and 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 feel it out if you're in person. That's just the way it goes. And yeah. What else? Maybe something about Oh yeah, oh yo. <sighs> I hope this helps. Don't use GIFs anymore. When you reply to somebody for anything, for any reason, don't use animated GIFs anymore. The whole GIFs or whatever. It's it's old. It's it's really dated. It's, it just doesn't work anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm communicating with a lot of Gen Z people or people who are who identify with the latest forms of communication. But for me, I can't. I, I like doing voice notes. Uh, duh, podcast is long. Voice, voice note, kind of. Um, so for me, like using emojis is fun. Um, but... GIFs are just old, man. I was interacting with somebody on Twitter and they replied with a lot of like animated GIFs. I'm like, damn, you are deep in your 30s, huh? Not wrong. It's just, you know, it's old. I'm just telling you, don't use that anymore. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of cringe. <laughs> I'll talk about cringe for a bit. Um, I, I, uh, I tweeted this some time ago and I still believe in it. If you are uh, an artist trying to ex- express something honest with yourself, you have to actually be the the kind of honest that you cringe a little bit. If you don't, then that's not real. That's not that's not something that other people. That's not something new. You need to be a little bit embarrassed of what you're writing about. That's how honest you have to be. Um, that's why you find the difficult things, the things that people want to hear. The you, you really want to connect people and make people feel less lonely. Be alone in your thoughts. Just be embarrassing. Because you can be the person who can do that for other people. Make them feel less alone. Um, also, I say cringe 
to mean like everything is cringe eventually. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you are earnest and do something, eventually your earnestness will be dated. And it'll be like, eh, lame. But it's time of you doing it that was sincere. And that's fine. Like it is, is it cringe if I like have a deep cry weeping because, you know, because somebody stole my ice cream. If I'm four, it's not cringe. And if I'm now, age, and I do it on stage uh, as a performance, not cringe. But if I do it with no audience, cringe. You know what I mean? So anyway, use animated gifs if you if you want. Just just know that that's old. You know, be thirties. Be in your thirties. Do you do the animated gifs if you want? But it is hella old. Okay. Anyway, is this useful? I don't know if it's useful. Ah, fuck! I'm repeating myself. I sound insane. I'm not entertaining. What is this? Oh boy. All right. Well, at least this uh, this new uh, way of doing the podcast serves as a good reminder to me why I need an audience. Thank you for uh, sticking around. Um, I love you. Take care of yourself. Be kind to each other. Wash your hands. <laughs> Bye.